Welcome to the uh, Ocean Water Podcast Day. This is a voice for, uh, for Indigenous water rights. I have my, my good friend uh, Cody Bren on here today. Uh, Cody and his family moved out with uh, Ashley Jennings and her family out to the Red Rock area uh, in, in 2015 and helped start Village Church. It's doing wonderfully well. They have a vision of five by five by five. That's starting five new works in five new zip codes in five years. Really exciting. And then on a personal note, you've just been, um, it's really interesting how we met. I was always encouraged to to reach out uh, for some some potential uh, partners in regards to ocean water. And a very good friend of mine that I've known since 2012, Rick Dunn, uh, encouraged me to call you, and I did. I called you on a Thursday, and in that phone call, uh, I found out that you were actually going to be six and a half miles from where I lived the following day, and uh, and then I, I actually met you the next day, and then you invited me to a dinner, and then and then I met a bunch of new people. So it's just, we just we just hit the ground running. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just just thanks so much, and you've just been. Been such a good friend to to Maria and I in the last year, and thank you, brother, for your time today. Um, oh, my pleasure, yeah. So, so tell everybody uh, uh, when you're home, uh, where, what do you like to eat? Where do you go, and what do you get? Wow. Well, uh, you know we're in Southern Arizona, and so Mexican's the name of the game, you know. And so there's some there's some great uh, Mexican places out here. My favorite is called the guadalajara grill and they have uh i love music and so they have a live mariachi band that like walks around and uh it's just a really cool atmosphere and that that's my my personal favorite but it's also probably like 35 40 miles away from where we live because we're in the middle of nowhere so so eating out is is a luxury most of the time because we gotta we gotta travel it's like mcdonald's is you know, 25 minutes away, the nearest one, you know, so it's, so it's, uh, it's good for me, though. I, uh, eating out regularly would be a bad choice for me personally. So lots of good food at, at home. My wife's a great cook and baker and stuff. So yeah. Oh, that's great, man. So tell us, so tell us, um, for those of you who are like going to meet you for the first time today, tell us, um, what are you doing now? And, and how did you get into it? Yeah, well, I am, you know, church planter and, uh, you know, one of, uh, you know, of course we love uh, pastoring a church. Ashley and I co-pastor and so we're big proponents of uh, of just partnership, you know, not just co-pastoring in and of itself. You know, we're huge proponents of that, of course, that model, but um, just partnership um, and not going it alone. You know, we have a, just seen a lot of pastors um, go through this kind of a thing alone. And I just, I, I just can't imagine even this season, you know, dealing with coronavirus and all of the, you know, the tragedies that have been happening recently in Mott Arbery and Floyd George and stuff like, and trying to navigate that stuff on your own would just be so difficult. And so, you know, I'm so, so thankful for partnerships in my life. So thankful for a co-pastor that we can navigate this stuff together. And so, you know, that's a big passion of mine for sure is just trying to be a partner for other people as well, you know. And so that kind of leads into, um, you know, uh, Ashley and I also have a role. We are the district um, 
directors of church multiplication for the Pacific Southwest District of the Wesleyan Church, which is the longest title I think ever, right? Yeah. But, uh, but we really love that role and it's just kind of, uh, it helps us meet awesome people with kindred spirits and we get to talk our passion, which is planting churches and seeing the kingdom grow, right? And so that's, uh, that's, that's kind of our life. That's, that's our life right now. And that's, um, you know, we're just always looking for the next place that uh, God wants to move and, and, and that he, uh, he's asking us to move into. You know, and so that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's where we're at right now. That's, that's my life. Yeah. <laughs> In ministry anyway. Yeah. You're doing a great job. I mean, I did give you some great feedback. I think there's a wonderful culture of encouraging uh, people to start things and, and providing, um, providing a culture to do that. One that's gets behind someone's ideas and empowers them and listens and how do we come alongside uh, and it's been, I would say, rhetoric-free and cliche-free and actually grounded in some really good stuff that actually helps add fuel to what people are trying to do. A lot of times people use the language, but they don't, <laughs> they don't have any of the culture. What I, what I love is you guys have, you have that culture. It's really exciting. It's really fun. Mm. Yeah, so I'm so glad to hear that, man. That means a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Told Phil that, and told you that, and told Ed that, and told the whole, told everybody that, and that yeah. that's a beautiful thing. Because like uh, you know, when I have lunch today with uh, with my friend Steve, who's who's twenty three, you know, I'm able to invite him into that. You know, when I talk to my other friend, another guy who's twenty three, I'm able to invite them into that. That's the power of, of having a great culture. You know, you're able to invite people into something without it being weird. You yeah. Know? So, so kudos, brother. You're, you're killing it. And, and uh, oh. so, so um, what would what would current what would current Cody say to twenty year old Cody? <laughs> oh man, what a might, lot. What might be too big? <laughs> yeah, um, boy. I think um, I think the first thing, honestly, would be uh, just be yourself. Yeah. You know, be who God made you to be. Stop trying to be somebody else. Stop trying to pretend that you're something that, that you're not. You know, um, I felt a lot of pressure for a long time to be somebody I wasn't. And when I finally started coming out of that, uh, I had to, it took a long time for me to figure out who I was, who God made me to be, you know, and not who I was trying to copy, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and man, I wish I would have figured that out sooner. I'm, I'm so thankful that God got my attention enough to uh, figure it out. You know, now I'm still, you know, I'm still working on that. You know, I'm not, I'm not arrived. I haven't arrived there by any means, but, but man, that's a big one for me is just learn who you are, be confident in the giftings and the, and who God made you to be specifically and just be that, you know, like, you know, I, I hear a lot of times people talk about, and I used to talk about wearing hats, you know, like all these different hats that we wear. And that's kind of a, been a huge lesson for me is that I don't need to wear different hats. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to just be Cody because God created Cody, you know? And anyway, that's, that's a big one for me, you know? Um, 
yeah, I'd say that's probably the most important one that I've learned, honestly, since since my 20s, you know. And that, I mean, that and, of course, uh, figure out, uh, trust the Holy Spirit, ultimately. Like, learn how to, learn how to just trust him and stop, stop trying to do things on your own, you know, on your own power, your own ability, like that surrender thing, you know, that we all, we all work towards and stuff. But I wish I would have figured that out a lot earlier too, just surrendering to the Holy Spirit and trusting that, you know, he's, he's going to pull through every time, you know, anyway. Yeah. I love what you said about being yourself. You know, one of the things that you and I have both have in common is we're both, we're both uh, small town guys. I mean, I'm a, I'm a small town beach person slash small village person. That's what I eat, sleep, and drink. You're a small uh, town desert guy. We we have an affinity for for smaller groups of people, yeah. smaller areas, and and uh, there's there's a beauty in that. And um, and it's uh, it's it's wonderful when you find the thing that you really love and you really click with. Mm-hmm. There's just such a, there's so much grace, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, it's kind of like you find like, it takes a while to kind of find like your race, like kind of what you're supposed to do. And then you find your pace, you find how you're going to run, like how, how you run because yeah. after you find your, your race and your pace, that's where you get God's grace for your life, where God comes where you kind of develop this, walk with the Lord and think you start to see fruit a lot and a lot of good comes out of this. So those are just some super wise words. Um, so what are you, what are you curious about these days? What, what are you interested in? You know how, you know how it is as a leader. It's, that's a really important thing to have, you know? So what are you curious about these days? Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a great question. You know, um, you know, Ashley and I like have a lot of conversations about, um, you know, bringing up the next generation, you know, like, and it's funny cause I, I, you know, I just had a recent realization, you know, I, I just turned 35 and that it was a, a big number for me, you know, like realizing that and that I'm not the young, young kid anymore. I'm not the, the new kid on the block, you know, like, and so, um, you know, I've always tried to, you know, raise up leaders and have that as a mentality but now there's like an urgency to it that i never really had before just a realization like man my time in ministry is not long you know it's not going to be this super long time and so ashley and i talk often about like how to really properly believe and raise up new leaders while not putting expectations on them that they don't deserve yeah you know that's uh that's kind of right now where i'm at with that is just really figuring out how to, how to not put expectations that I've had for myself on other like new leaders, you know, and to let them be them, you yeah. know, and, and, and make sure that I'm not perpetuating what I got caught in, you know, like, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm helping people become who God's made them to be, not who, not who I think they need to be based on these rubrics and these lessons and these nine week courses and all that stuff, you know? And so I don't know if that answers your question well, but that's what's been on my mind a lot lately is just how to do that. Well, you know, in this season, in this culture, you know, anyway. No, you did, you know, there's, 
something that should be on the radar of every person who's a leader is, is people that people that are coming up, you know, I get that that's just front and center, especially for, for younger people who, who really want to make a difference, but don't want to waste their time on people that are going to patronize them. Yes. Not treat them like a real leader and not give them any autonomy and not give them any, any empowerment. And then, and then people in the religious world wonder why, well, it's like when you treat people like they're idiots, how do you expect not to have any leaders? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to do both. Not if you want real leaders, you have to, you know, so that, I love that. I, I resonate with that. I'm really glad you said that, you know, something that's should constantly be in the front of our minds. Um, so what's something in the last 12 months that, that maybe you've, you have, uh, you failed at part of, you know, part of being a leader is the ability to reflect and, and, um, be self-aware. So what's, you know, what's something you feel like you could have, could have done differently? Uh, taking care of myself. Mm. Um, you know, uh, in the last 12 months, you know, I, you know, this, whatever, this is like a, I, I had a, a back injury and, uh, and then that developed into, um, like a sciatic issue and stuff. And, and that was, I, th I th a lot of that was on me, you know, not, not taking my, not taking care of myself the way I need to. And, you know, I, I kind of grew up with this mentality of, of needing to, be he-man and like, you know, be the strongest one in the room. And like, you know, I'm never going to ask for help asking for help. I've failed at that over and over and over again, asking for help in my life in even just like simple things like lifting a heavy object, you know, like, uh, and so that, that has been a big failure for me for sure. And that has caused, um, you know, I'm thankful that I'm learning that lesson in this season where, uh, you know, where everything's kind of paused in this new way of doing things. And, you know, we're not meeting in person and there's not as much physical things that I, I'm, I, I have an option to do. Um, and so it's a good time for me to learn this lesson. And, and honestly, like every time I, I deal with the pain, you know, I get frustrated at it right away. But then I'm like, you know what? I asked for this. I asked for God to keep growing me. I asked for him to show me where I'm weak and to, and to, to build me up to who I need to be for the future. And man, it's been a really hard lesson, but I'm really thankful for it, you know, and, and that realization that I have to do a better job. If I want to be a better leader, I have to do a better job of taking care of me. You know, I've, I've, I've done that spiritually and I've done that mentally, you know, counseling and having mentors and stuff, but, but physically I haven't been great at that. And uh, so this has been a, a, a good season of, of God teaching me that. Yeah. Well, I love the humility, man. I love it. And I, I appreciate it. Uh, Marie and I, you know, we had a, we have a, made a meal on Sunday and then we watched my, my message and, and um, we got done and I, and I shared something that I got out of it. And then my wife said to me, she said, wow, you, you really need to listen to your own message. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and we talked about it for 45 minutes, for 45 minutes. And there were three or four things that I was like, wow, you're, you're absolutely right. And, uh, and we, <clears throat> we 
prayed and it ended up being a really powerful uh, time, even though it was just, it was just um, myself and my wife and, and Aubrey uh, this week because of the way things have been with, uh, with, with this pandemic. But I love the humility. I think, I think when we're, when we keep it in the front of our mind, you know, how do we lead ourselves? You know, like, like you, that's what I heard from you. You know, you're, you're like, you, you, when, when I asked the question, Hey, what's something you failed at? You, you took it directly to your own responsibility for yourself as a leader. And to me, you know, that's what makes the best leaders. So I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate the humility. I'm right there with you. I'm, it's like, what do I need to work on, man? Let's go. And then it's like, man, should I have prayed that? I didn't realize this is what it was going to be. You know, like that's the what comes. But it's like it just, you know, you have to get through these seasons of God teaching you lessons with gratitude. And if you have any other mindset about it, it's man, you're just going to delve into such hopelessness you know like and taking care of yourself is such a you know i just look at you know i don't know if you saw um the lead singer and guitar player for hawk nelson i don't know if you're familiar with the band hawk nelson but uh they're a fairly popular well-known christian band and and uh, he just he just announced yesterday that he no longer believes in god and uh you know he was just posting you know, all about, you know, his struggles and stuff. And, and it just, you know, it just grieved me that like, you know, he's on people in people magazine and ABC news is picking up this story of this, you know, you know, big time Christian musician that doesn't know, no longer believes in God. And like, it's just so sad because his message about Jesus was and hope was never picked up that way. And, you know, that's, I just, I just grieved because he, he also said like, I'm open, I'm remaining open. I'm not closed off, but I'm just struggling. And I'm, you know, he's kind of just stepping down from all that. And it just grieved me that like, you know, that was his platform now is yeah. a message of hopelessness. <laughs> and, and after he dedicated such a huge portion of his life to trying that, you know, to, to, to spread Jesus, but now, like, what he's going to be known for is that. And if he ever comes back around to Jesus, I just grieve for him as how much he'll hurt. Uh, you know, that that was such a huge message for him. And nobody's going to pick up the story about him coming back to Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's going to come back to that. And that, again, that's a self-care thing, you know. And, and we as leaders in the, in the public eye, no matter what level you're at, right, you know, you have to be so careful to be taking care of yourself again and to have people in your life that can help you work through those questions so that you don't have this big public meltdown all of a sudden because you know being a leader is lonely you know we see that all the time it can be a such a lonely thing because uh, you just you feel like nobody can understand and you feel like you have to be this lighthouse of hope for the world and so if there's something broken in me then what's that sand of the world you know and so we feel like we have to put on this show so often and so, man, it just grieves me when you see that, like, you know, who was around him, you know, who was in his life, you know, asking just, hey, how are you? And actually meaning that, you know, and that's a thing that I think uh, as Christians, we too often assume that our Christian brothers and sisters uh, in general, but also especially in leadership, that we just assume, oh, they're, they're okay. 
they're doing fine, right? They know they know, they know all the answers to the questions. I go to them for advice, right? So I'm sure they're they're doing fine, you know. And it's just a question that we we don't ask enough, and that would prevent, I think, a lot of these public uh, moments that just you know grieve us so much. I think it's I think it's very hard to reconcile um, celebrityism and servanthood. It's very you know. Uh-huh. It's very hard to, they're two juxtaposed, they're, 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 it's a paradox. So, you know, na- navigating, you know, that's a very hard thing for people to figure out, you know, mm. because yeah. the culture that, the culture that wants to put people on a pedestal is very, very unhealthy. And uh, it's actually the, the, the uh, exact opposite qualities that help you uh, actually grow, you know, like yeah. being self-aware and choosing to be humble and, and uh, choosing to be humble and self-aware is, is the hard work. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's yeah. the hard work, dude. you know, so that's why, that's why I love what we're talking about today. This is the good stuff. The good stuff is uh, stuff we're talking about here where you keep it real and keep it close and keep it personal. Mm. Yeah, it's good, man. Um, so we'll take a little bit of a right here, a little bit of a right turn. Um, kind of what is your, what is sort of your understanding of, of the world of, of what's happened in the world with, with water? Well, you know what? It's, it's funny because like I've learned so much more about that just knowing you you know to be honest like you know i you know i lived in california for eight years and so droughts and the understanding that like you know water is a a finite resource like really became a reality uh you know came came into my head at all you know to be honest like while living in california and just realizing you know, I, I moved out of there before all of the really bad wildfires hit. But even in Arizona, you know, there's there's talks of mega droughts and all these things. And so really only in the last, you know, couple of years, I mean, well, I, I realized it then. But, you know, in the last couple of years and, and knowing you, just realizing how much of a worldwide issue it is, you know, and how many people are without it. And to be honest, like, that's why I, you know, that's why your vision for ocean water is so compelling to me personally. And, you know, I tell everybody about you, you know, because of it's such a awesome, powerful vision of using something as, you know, the world understands their need for water, right? Everybody understands that that's, we have to have water to survive. Right. But then, so to use that as a method of going and practically meeting needs in the world, all over the world. Right. But then, you know, always injecting, kind of using using that need for water as a platform to be able to build a church and to and to lead people to the living water of Jesus is just the coolest thing to me, man. I just love, I just love it so much. And so, and so, yeah. I mean, but but before you, I didn't have like a great grasp of like, you know, the kind of dire state of a lot of, uh, a lot of countries in the world, including the U S right now. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we mentioned, um, earlier about, about passing the torch. And one of the things that I'm, I'm excited about as we head into year two for ocean water is starting to 
to mobilize uh, young people uh, for this purpose. Uh, people coming out of high school, people that um, are in college and taking some of the leadership stuff and, and um, taking it away younger. Uh, I, I think there's, um, one of my observations has just been how, how, um, how bored and, and disinterested uh, people coming up are with traditional and institutionalized church. However, uh, there's something very compelling if you're young and you think about traveling the world, solving an actual problem, and then putting your leadership to the test instead of talking about it and quoting cute quotes on Instagram, you can actually put your leadership to the test mm -hmm. and go get your hands, hands and feet dirty, actually leading something. That's a much more compelling case for someone's adventure and leadership and solving a real need. And then taking the gospel and taking it to churches and places where they don't even have one. So yeah. I'm really I'm very, I'm, I have a written front and center as things I'm praying about. And, 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 you know, it all starts with prayer, you know, we, yep. it's with good ideas or a dime a dozen, something God's in. And that all starts with, you know, that all starts with a lot of prayer and a lot of conversation and, and trying to, uh, trying new things. So it's, it's been fun to, to be thinking about that. And, yeah. Yeah. And about that. I also just want to say thank you. Um, how we met was, I just laughed. I mean, I literally, I met you two days in the starting ocean water. Yeah. Two days. <laughs> I didn't realize that, yeah. And, and I, yeah, two days. And I, I can't, I've said this before, I'll say this again. I did not want to leave Saddleback. I get along wonderfully with Kurt Johnson. I like, love Pastor Rick. My wife says too much. <laughs> and I got like pride out of that place. And then I, I um, liquidated my retirement. I went all in. And I met you two days later. And so I want to say thank you to you because what I have found is that God always brings the right people at the right time. And, but, but you don't get to meet the right people until you take the step. Yeah. You got yeah. you to take the, you have to take this, the step of risk and then, and then it happens. Yeah. It's easier to tell the story later, but. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Harder, harder to, harder to, uh, harder to tell. And, and, uh, and it's been wonderful. So I just wanted to thank you for, you have been a really great friend to me in the last year so i appreciate oh it's it. been my it's been my honor i've i've gotten so much out of getting to know you as well so i'm just so pumped that we get to work side by side you know it's 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 an awesome thing yeah awesome man well we'll have to do this again you've got a lot to share and and thank you for your time that it is um any last any last words man anything anything we need to hear from you bro I mean, always just, you know, in this season right now, like 
there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anger, hatred going around. And like, we just, just keep being the light of Jesus, you know, like keep loving people, keep showing that love and compassion that's only can come from Jesus. And that's, what's going to get, get us through all this. And, uh, yeah, just, that's my prayer for myself. It's my prayer for everybody is let's just, let's just show the world who Jesus is in this time. You know, it's such a, such a great opportunity, you know? Yeah. Well, thank you, brother. Thanks for your time, man. Thanks, Ryan. Love you, dude. And uh, have a, have a good rest of the day, bro. All right. You too. Yeah.